Here at Doxaday Bloom, we are excited about making disciples who impact the city and nations. We hope that you enjoy today's message. All right. Good morning, friends. Good morning. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. That's today, right? That's today. Um, if you're like me, you probably realize yesterday we oh, haven't bought a present yet, so I should. No, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. But I see there's some dads in the room. They're like, it's a real thing. It's a real thing. Uh, but I really hope that you're going to have a fantastic Christmas day. And believe it or not, I'm not going to preach too long because I can see some of the moms in the room looking at me thinking, you know, how long is it going to be? The scar boats in it weren't yet. Um, how long is it going to be? I just want to make sure. Listen, I'm going to go so long. That's why we came with two cars. Um, no, don't stress. I, uh, we've been spending some good time in, in Kronstadt with my family. Um, they're there at the moment, so we're going to be heading back after this to go do a little bit more Christmas. Um, but being with family over this time is a bit weird, right? It's always a bit weird. Like, oh, look how big you are. I'm like, yeah, just my diet didn't work. <laughs> um, or you, know, but you don't say that to the kids. You mustn't say that to grown people, apparently. They take offense. Um, but what I want to say this morning, if you're here for the first time and maybe you're visiting today, man, we're so excited that you are here. And we really hope that you feel at home this morning, that you feel that this can be a space where you can kick off your shoes, that you can enjoy real family because we're serious about family in this space. I mean, we're, we're so serious, we literally put it on the wall. Um, so that's how you know we're, we're really serious about family. But uh, today we're in a series that we've been doing over the past few weeks, and if you want to catch up on that series, maybe see what it's like, you can go check online, there's all that space on YouTube. Um, But we're busy on a series called, this beautiful thing, Travel Light. Travel Light. You know when you go on holiday, you pack everything. So my brother lives in Pretoria, Trolley, and here's the thing about them. Have you seen them on holiday? They've got a trailer with a motorbike with everything loaded on. The kids' bicycles. They're like shipping their whole house. They left the TV at home. That's pretty much it. Like you've seen those people go on holiday, right? Now, here's a big thing. When we live our lives, maybe it's a good time for us to sometimes pack a bit lighter. Not try and squeeze everything in, but maybe let go of a few things. And in in the spirit of Christmas, you know, this is a time where we get a bunch of new things. And um, if you don't know this, tomorrow is Boxing Day. And there's actually such a beautiful story around Boxing Day. It's actually a day that was started to take all the extra things we have, put it in a box, and actually go give it away. Go give it away to people that need it. And there's something beautiful about unpacking and, and letting go of things. Why? Because we live lighter. Jesus says it in his word. When he, when he speaks, he says, follow me and you will live freely and lightly. You will live a life of freedom and you will live light. And so this is what we want to talk about today. And it's this, letting go of control. Letting go of control. So let's quickly just, just have a little fun in the room, all right? If you feel that you like control, quickly raise your hand. All right, if you feel the urge... If you have your hand up, if you feel the urge to raise the person's hand next to you, it's probably you as well, right? It's like, put up your hand. Come on. Come on. Making us look bad. And here's the thing about letting go of control. Sometimes it sounds really easy. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I, I let, let go and let God. Let go and let God. But here's the thing. Danal actually said it to me earlier. It's not actually letting go of control but it's giving control back to where it's supposed to be, to where 
control is. And, and today we're going to talk about the story of Jesus, his birth, but maybe just from another perspective, from a perspective of someone that journeyed with Jesus from his birth all the way till his death. And this lady is Mary. And she has this, this story and this, this space that she's walking with Jesus day in, day out. And listen to the story. Let's quickly go to Luke 1, verse 26. And it says this. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent an angel, Gabriel, to Nazareth, a village in Galilee. And it says this. To a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph. So they're still engaged, you know. It's it's an awkward stage, that one. Any engaged people in the room? Okay, no one. Cool, we're going to pray for them afterwards, but it's a weird space. All right, a descendant of the King David, and it goes on to say, Gabriel appeared to her and said, greetings, favored woman. Imagine an angel comes to you and says, greetings, favored woman. First of all, if he says that to me, I'll be like, what? Um, But imagine he comes to you and says, "You're, you're so favored. Then he says, the Lord is with you. The Lord is with you. This is so encouraging. But Mary replies with these two really weird words, is that she was confused and disturbed. Confused and disturbed. Because why would this angel come to me, you know, almost like a car salesman, you know, he's he's buttering her up for something, like, greetings, favored woman, (laughs) you know, the Lord is with you. It's like, hold up, what you at you? Like, hold up now. And in this moment, she stands there disturbed and confused. Have you ever felt disturbed and confused? Throughout this year, have you ever felt a moment, oh, I don't know, or God, why? I'm so confused. Why can this happen? Why should this happen? You know, maybe you're thinking, yeah, it could be different. But I don't understand what's happening. Or yes, maybe I want to just, you know, have a bit of control so I can maybe fix it or figure it out. But Mary goes on. And the, and the angel says, don't, don't be afraid, Mary. Relax. Like, you're going to be okay. And the angel told her that you have found favor with God, that you will conceive and give birth to a son, and his name will be Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I am a virgin. I'm engaged to this guy, Joseph. We're trying to pay off Labola at this moment. It's, it's tough. And he goes on to say, the angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you and a baby will be born and it will be holy and he will be called the Son of God. And then it tells us that Mary responded. Just a quick question. How would you respond to this? You know, you'd hear some things like, oh, I don't know, you know, angel, you know, Gabriel, let's chat. This is not so convenient for me right now. You know, this is not my five-year plan. And I've got a five-year plan. You know, I don't, I don't know. Let me, let me do the Christian thing and pray about it. Let me just pray about this one. You know, or maybe it's an insecurity of, oh, but what if I fail? What if I don't, don't do it? Or maybe that sounds like not a, a financial stable plan. Like, let me not. And in this moment, that's not the thing she said. If you backtrack a little bit in Luke 26, she actually, before this conversation, says, I am the Lord's servant. May everything that you have said about me come true. 
She engages with Gabriel in this good way. But then she says in verse 38, she explains this. She says, Mary said, behold, the maidservant of the Lord. And then she does something fantastic that I would have never guessed Mary would have done in the Bible. She quotes the Beatles. Let it be. Let it be. Let it be according to your word. I know you're all singing that song in your head right now, right? Let it be, let it be. But in this moment, she hears this whole story. She's overwhelmed. She's confused and disturbed. But what does she do? She says, wow, God, me? Let it be. Let it be according to your will. I mean, I see some, you know, spouses in the room, right? And maybe there's usually a spouse in the relationship that likes a little bit of control. Okay, don't look straight at them now. Don't, look, don't make eye contact, right? I mean, they, they, they tell you, you know, they influence the kids, what they should wear, how their hair should look, what they should study one day, who they should marry, right? Anyone? 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 Okay, there's some smiles. Or maybe it's just your spouse with you, you know, where you should go, how you should drive. Don't drive like that. <laughs> what you should wear and what, what you should not say. Filter, right? Some of the guys are like, yo, that's a gift from God for me. <laughs> and I mean, even one of the biggest pictures of control is the Christmas photo you took this morning or yesterday. You know, we want it to look good. We like, love social media. Have you seen social media? We look good on social media, right? <laughs> We look for fantastic, but some family photos just don't make it. Shame, that kid's definitely got some concussion, but it'll be fine. But I mean, we have this, like in life, we want to have this, this beautiful pictures that we show on social media so we look good, right? So we have this thing of a, a filtered and it's edited and, you know, it was 23 attempts. We were all at the Christmas tree going, okay, guys, shift a little bit. Oh, oh bail, stop it. Like, come on, just smile, smile. Oh, this one's booed. Make quick. Like, I can't do that. And this and that. And then, and then it's fighting and you're angry. And you're like, okay, smile. Ching, ching, ching. Hashtag blessed. <laughs> Yo. Here's the thing. In that chaos, there is beauty. But if we try and control those things, we'll always be left tired. You see, the more we try to control the more we are afraid of losing control. And the more you are afraid of losing control, the more you try to control. It's a vicious cycle. And in traveling light, in the spirit of Christmas, we should be asking ourselves the question, wow, but how does God want me to live? Does He want me to live freely? Or does He want me to live under this this thumb of control constantly? You see... Someone once said this, is that the, des- the desire of control can be rooted in a lack of faith. You know, God, I, I know what you can do. I've read the Bible. I've seen you. I've had an in- engagement with you. I-, I know who you are. I have a relationship with you, but ah, I can't give you this thing. I've got to keep it. I've got to fix it. I've got to make it better. See, when you overestimate your ability to control you start to underestimate the power of God. You start to underestimate what He can do in your life. And, and, and no jokes, if you want to use this, you can. You can do this a little bit later, you know, when you post that family photo. If you need an Instagram tag or a, you know, yes. Um, jokes aren't funny anymore. 
Um, but if you need an Instagram tag or something, here is like the one-liner for the day, all right? Is that this, is that you don't always have the power to control, but you always have the power to surrender. There's a massive difference between trying to control everything and in a space where you can live in surrender. Now, it's Christmas morning, and it's, it's such a beautiful time of the year. It's a time where we can really engage with family and have fun. And, and if we talk about the picture of who Jesus is, you know, he was brought into this world as a wonderful gift for us, a gift for me and you to enjoy, to be a, to be a part of. But here's the beautiful thing. There's a lady that walks a journey with him from the start, and this lady's name is Mary. And I mean, Mary, if you think about Mary, the mother of Jesus, I mean, she was, you know, living a life. She was a teenage girl, you know, living a life. She had hopes and dreams and fears and, and peer pressure, you know. She had this space just like any other girl. She lived in a, in a place where there was a lot of pressure to get married. And so she met this guy, you know, she, she met this guy, Joseph, eventually. But, you know, that time you couldn't really travel much. And, and you, you know, your vicinity is what you had. So if you stayed like in... You know, Fulyunskuren, that was your, that's your options. You know, there was nothing much more. And um, there wasn't anything like, you know, you know, Christian Tinder or whatever. It was Christian Tingle. I don't know what those things are. Um, <laughs> you know, no dating sites, nothing. She, she had to go find someone. And I mean, for her, it was, a, it was a really weird thing because now she had to try and, you know, find these things. And, and just for her, just like any other lady in the room, she just had a few non-negotiables to find the right guy. Right, like many of the ladies in the room have. I mean, just a, few, just a few little things. Like he had to be strong and handsome, as well as charming, and he had to have a nice car, a nice donkey, you know. Nice. A good job and a bright future. Some strong hands, but a soft heart. Close to his mom, but not a mama's boy. Bold yet humble. Decisive yet flexible. Well-groomed, but not soft, right? Fit, but not obsessed with shirtless selfies, right? Big goals, yet easygoing. Feeling safe, but a little bit dangerous. You know, provide a secure future. Uh, you know, lead, but leading you, but not do dominant. You know, confident and caring. You know, loves old movies, walks on the beach, and chocolate-covered strawberries. And obviously, you know, most of all, love God, be a spiritual leader, a man that can raise her children. Just a few little normal stuff, just little things. Non-negotiables that every woman has for a man, right? All the men are like, yeah, I'm stuffed. <laughs> I don't know what to do. But in this, in, this, in this understanding of trying to find Joseph, she meets him and, and she's ready. She's got her life together. She's, she's ready. She's like engaged and, you know, the life's going to start happening. And here Jesus comes, or here Jesus literally comes, but God comes and he drops a bomb in front of her. And he says, you are going to be with child. <laughs> Confused and disturbed. She looks at this. And she doesn't know what to do. Maybe throughout this year, you've had a confused and disturbed Bob drop, Bob drop moment. Bob drop. <laughs> you know, maybe you were saying, yo, we're done. You know, two kids are good. And then you got that bonus child. I'm one of them. They're the best. Or maybe you've been trying to conceive, but you just haven't gotten it. Maybe the company has been downsizing and you're not sleeping well because you're wondering. Maybe there's relationship issues with friends. Maybe it's losing everything in a divorce. Maybe there's an empty chair 
at the opposite side of the Christmas table this year. Man, I can't explain those things. To you, I cannot. But the beautiful thing is, just like us, Mary had to make a decision when this bomb was dropped in front of her. See, it wasn't the end of her story there, because she had to make a choice. She had to look at this bomb dropping in front of her. She cannot explain. My entire future is going to look different. My entire life is going to look different when I make this decision. But she chose not her plans. She chose God's purpose. Not her dreams, but God's destiny. Not her desire for control. She chose God's calling. See, and even though she didn't understand the plan, she chose to choose God's purpose in her life. Sometimes we might not understand the plan, right? Sometimes we don't understand the plan that God has for us. Or why is this happening? Or I'm so uncertain. And we try and grab that thing and hold it and get control. But I want to say, the more you try and control, the less God can actually intervene. See, if we're trying to control outside of what is our control, we're maybe losing. But there's a space where we can start surrendering. See, whether it's a, a relationship, a fear, an image of yourself, maybe it's a, a pursuit of perfection, or maybe even your kid's future, there's a difference between a clenched fist and an open hand. If we want to hold on to things and say, God, you know what, thank you for you know, doing these things in my life, but I'm going to fix this. I'm going I'm to be strong with this. The only place it leaves you is angry and fed up. But we stop trying to take control and start living in surrender, the only thing an open hand can do is receive, is receive God's blessing, receive who He is. There's a freedom in surrender. Is it fun? Sometimes no. Is it scary? Yep. But is it freedom? Definitely. It's a space where you can live in freedom. You see, there's no such thing as partial surrender, just by the way. It's not like, you know, you know, you know I met Jesus, and I, you know, I feel 87% surrendered to Jesus right now. And I just feel like 87% surrendered to Jesus. Like, like one of the good pictures is, to me, you can bring that chair up here. But one of the good pictures is this guy that explains the story of his kid, right? Um, and of his kid, his kid's standing on a chair, like this one. Please don't break. All right, so he's standing on this chair, and his dad's there. And he, and he wants to jump to his dad, but he's still holding onto the chair. And he's like, have you ever been there? Like, you're scared to jump? Like, I don't know. And then his dad's like, come jump. And he's like, eh, uh -huh, I don't know. And then his dad says something. He says, either you've got to choose the chair or you've got to choose me, but you can't do both. It's going to leave you in limbo. It's going to leave you uncomfortable. So what does he do? He stands here and he starts thinking. I was thinking of all the things, you know. You know, Jesus, thank you for saving my soul, but I still want to control my life. Jesus, thank you for, for giving me a new life, but you know what? I, I still want to, I want to figure it out for myself. Like, like thank you for, for, for giving me, but I'm still going to hang around with some stuff that I don't know if you can forgive me. <laughs> but what happens when we start living in surrender? <laughs> we have freedom. You can choose the dad of your life can choose his destiny for your life. 
No longer saying, oh God, thank you for, for forgiving me from the past, but you know, I want to try and figure out my own future. Trying to hold on. He's saying today, let go. Let go of the control. Let go and let me have it. Because when it's with me, man, there's so much freedom for you. You see, even Jesus, he's this picture of good news. You know that the thing about good news? Good news is only good news when it's good news. But if I told you I got a brand new car, that's good news for me, not for you. I didn't get a brand new car, just by the way. But, you know, if I told you I had a brand new car, that would have been good news for me, but not for you. But because it's good news is only good news when it's good news. And I want to ask this question, is the good news of Jesus, the, the person that gave his life so that you could be alive, this is the good news of Jesus? Is that there's nothing, just as the gift that you wrapped open this morning, all the kids, the, the gift that you guys opened this morning or last night, depending on, you know, your family, um, but the gifts that you guys opened up, all those things, did you do anything to receive that gift? Besides filling a secret Santa page or something like that. Did you do anything to receive that gift? No, that is the point of a gift. You do nothing to receive it. It is only something you can unwrap and enjoy. You don't work for gifts. You enjoy gifts. And the ultimate gift that has been given to us is this person of Jesus. And we can constantly unwrap him and discover more of who he is, of what he means to us and what he, what he says about us. You see, this is the beautiful picture of grace, is that he loves you regardless of sin, of failure, of your shame, maybe some pain, maybe even pride in your heart. He absolutely loves you. But the beautiful thing about that as well is with the good news, can I just maybe put in a little side note here? And hear me out, there's sometimes bad news. And it's not like, oh, you need to fix your life. No, no, no. It's this. The person that gave his life to you invites you into a new life where you can start giving over to him. And this is not really bad news because the only thing it kills is our own desire to be perfect, to be good. But it gives him the place to say, God, you have control. Come and show me how you've created me. Come and give me a life that I don't even understand. Because sometimes a desire of control can be rooted in a place of a lack of faith. So where does this get us to? It gets us to the culture we live in today, right? Very simply put. Today's culture, thanks to me, today's culture leaves us in this weird place. Is that it's all about you. You've heard it, right? It's all about me. 2020 you, 2023, 2020 me, right? You're going to get there. <laughs> it's all about us. You know, you take charge. You are the captain of your own destiny. You know, you can make it happen. But here's the big thing. Even Jesus himself doesn't choose himself. He chooses God's will. In the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus, the night before he actually gets crucified, He's in the garden praying, and he knows what's coming. He's sweating blood. <laughs> he's stressed. He's confused and disturbed, just like Mary was. And he says these words. He says, Lord, let this cup pass from me. I don't know if I can handle this. But he says, oh, but Lord, if it's your will, let it be. Quotes the Beatles again. 
Let it be so. Let it be your will. Luke 17.33 explains it so well. It says, if you try to cling to your life, you will lose it. But if you let go, if you let your life go, you will save it. God invites us to a place where we can surrender. Surrender to His goodness. Why? Because you don't always have the power to control the situation or the thing in your life, but you always have the power to surrender it. Just like Mary. She had the power to say in that moment, Lord, I know the best thing for me is to surrender because I can trust you. I can trust you with this thing. And just side note, by the way, this isn't just a once-off surrender moment, but this is a space where you can actually say, God, I'm daily surrendering to your will, to what you want to come and do, what you want to come and say in my life, where you want to lead me, because that is a space that Jesus is a part of our lives. Jesus came into this world. He, he died on the cross. He was resurrected. The Holy Spirit is within us so that we can have this deep relationship where we can have a conversation with God every single day saying, amen, saying, Lord, how can I surrender? How can I give over to you today? Imagine Mary in her entire life, you know, literally uh, raising Jesus, constantly on the run because of a fear. But what does she keep doing? Surrendering. Jesus goes missing. Oh, where's my kid? Finds him in a synagogue, teaching other people you know, how, how, how scriptures work. You know, literally kids picking on him all the way to the cross. Mary's standing there seeing the picture of her son, but still saying, Lord, let it be. According to your will, let it be. See, we shouldn't try and live in the illusion of control because control never makes us free. It only keeps us held. But there's something that changes that, and that is surrender. You see, if you're sitting here this morning, I want to encourage you with a very, very good thing, very good news. If there's something at this moment that you cannot control that's bigger than you, do you know what's the best thing about that? Now you know there's nothing you can do about it. That's like amazing. Here's some of the control people are like, excuse me. <laughs> That's amazing knowing that you can't control something. Because you know there has to be someone bigger that has to control it. There's nothing you can do. The only thing you can do is surrender. So that someone else can take that. So that someone else can carry that. Because here's the big thing, and we're going to end off with this, and we're going to pray together, is that God can do way more with your surrender than you can do with your control. God can do way more with your surrender than you can do with your control. For families this morning, I, I'm really trusting this beautiful thing, is that allow your family to be who they need to be. Allow your brother and your sister to be who they need to be. Love them. See, God himself doesn't try and control us. He gives us free will. He gives us love. But the moment we start surrendering to him, oh, there's so much freedom. Freedom in who he is. See, I want to invite you today to a thing that I like to call life. See, the gospel is aimed around this one thing. Jesus, his birth was aimed around this one thing. Not to try and just fulfill a prophecy, but to have this one thing that you can experience the person that is life. 
Not the person that just brings life, but the person that is life. And his name is Jesus. And when you live in him, oh, there's so much freedom. Freedom to live life fully, openly. So I want to invite you. Maybe we're going to pray. You guys can close your eyes. And I want to just respect in this moment that if you're maybe sitting here and wondering, Lord Jesus, if you're wondering, God, I... I hear what Brent's saying about this freedom. But I'm still trying to control my own faith. I'm still trying to say, you know what, God, I'm figuring it out. And I'm going to fix it. And I'm going to do this. I want to tell you today it's religion. It's religion holding you. It's religion keeping you away. But the truth is, Jesus says this morning that he chooses you because he loves you. Regardless. Just as he came as a free gift into this world, he opens up his arms as a free gift and says, my son, my daughter, come to me and I will give you life, life in abundance. I'll give you freedom, freedom in abundance. I will take control and you can live life fully. So if you've never given your life to Christ, I want to open up that conversation or that moment and ask you, if you're willing to do that, just as a sign to say, God, today I choose you, don't you just want to raise your hand? Saying, God, today I choose you. Amen. That's good. That's good. Jesus, as we, we go into this day where we hopefully don't miss the reason for the season, that we see who you are, Lord Jesus, that we see that in you, Father God, there's no rules or regulations. In you, God, there's no, no hatred or anger. In you, God, there is only love. And that we know with an open heart, we can surrender to the person of love. We know that as we open up our hands and our hearts to you, as we give over control, there's only one person that can fully love us and fully be there for us, and that is you, God. That we can lean and press into you, and Father, I pray for every single one of our hearts, for people that raise their hands for the first time, Lord, that they can start the journey of pressing into you, trusting you. Lord, for us that might have been trying to control life, trying to control things, trying to make it happen, because it's our responsibility. Lord God, I say today that we stop living that life. It's not ours to control. It is yours to take and for us to enjoy us to just enjoy fully in you, Lord Jesus. And you call us to this fullness of life. Amen? Amen. I want to maybe leave you guys with this question, and um, that we're going to end off. But this question, and I know you're going to sit around the Christmas table and you're going to eat too much. I see some of the dads have their stretchy pants on already, right? You know, um, I always say Christmas is a really weird time of year for me because we eat all the food we never make throughout the year. Anyone else made tongue this year? Or like, you know, dry meat? <laughs> and it's just, it's, we eat all the weird salads and weird things. We never eat throughout the year. And then obviously someone at the table eats. And as they eat, they make their announcement, I'm never eating again. And then an hour later, they're eating all that stuff on a sandwich. Right? That's, that's how it works. But I want to invite you just to this question that you can maybe have around the dinner table today. And just open up a conversation, and it's this. Just ask this question, where do you need to surrender to God and give over control? What area of your life? Is it finances? 
Is it family? Is it trusting someone in business? Is it maybe personal things? Maybe just open up the conversation. I think that's going to be so helpful for families to encourage one another and love one another in this festive season. Thank you for listening to this week's message. Make sure that you get connected to this family on mission by joining us at one of our Sunday services.